Numbers 25. Israel stayed in Shittim, and the people began to play the prostitute with the daughters of Moab. For they called the people to the sacrifices of their gods. The people ate and bowed down to their gods. Israel joined himself to Baal Peor, and Yahweh's anger burned against Israel. Yahweh said to Moses, Take all the chiefs of the people and hang them up to Yahweh before the sun, that the fierce anger of Yahweh may turn away from the people. Moses said to the judges of Israel, Everyone kill his men who have joined themselves to Baal Peor. Behold, one of the children of Israel came and brought to his brothers a Midianite woman in the sight of Moses and in the sight of the congregation of the children of Israel, while they were all weeping at the door of the tent of meeting. When Phinehas, the son of Eliezer, the son of Aaron the priest, saw it, he rose up from the middle of the congregation and took a spear in his hand. He went after the man of Israel into the pavilion and thrust both of them through, the man of Israel and the woman through her body. So the plague was stopped among the children of Israel. Those who died by the plague were 24,000. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Phinehas, the son of Eliezer, the son of Aaron the priest, has turned my wrath away from the children of Israel, in that he was jealous with my jealousy among them, so that I didn't consume the children of Israel in my jealousy. Therefore, say, Behold, I give to him my covenant of peace. It shall be to him and to his offspring after him the covenant of an everlasting priesthood, because he was jealous for his God and made atonement for the children of Israel. Now the name of the man of Israel that was slain, who was slain with the Midianite woman, was Zimri, the son of Salu, a prince of a father's house among the Simeonites. The name of the Midianite woman who was slain was Cosby, the daughter of Zur. He was the head of a people of a father's house in Midian. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Harass the Midianites and strike them, for they harassed you with their wiles, wherein they have deceived you in the matter of Peor, and in the incident regarding Cosby, the daughter of the prince of Midian, their sister, who was slain on the day of the plague in the matter of Peor. So this chapter is about how the children of Israel were led into basically worshipping the god Baal and into the sexual immorality that went along with it. And they were enticed into that by Midianite women, but these Midianite women were, it, they were connected with the Moabites. And um, you might not have thought so, but this is a continuation of the story of Balaam that we've been in the last few chapters. Even though Balaam isn't mentioned here in this chapter, um, we know from other parts of the Bible, like um, the, later in the book of Micah, chapter 6, verse 5, and later in the book of Revelation 2, verse 14, they refer to this chapter as the scheme of Balaam. And um, if we read Josephus, uh, you know, Jewish historian, he mentions this as well. So basically what happened was, Balaam wasn't able to curse the Israelites. He wanted to because he knew if he could curse them, he was going to get paid really well by the Moabites. But every time he tried to curse them, the Lord jumped in, the Holy Spirit came on him, twisted the words around and out came a blessing. So uh, Balak said to Balaam, Nick off, I don't want you around here, you're not able to do what I wanted. And then that was the end of the last chapter. But what is happening here 
is the result of something Balaam said to Balak after the last chapter. Balaam went, but then he had an idea. He went to Balak the king and said, these people have the blessing of God because they're doing what God wants. But if you want them to be undermined, in other words, if you want them to come under the, under the curse of their God, you need to get them to do things their God doesn't approve of. And so he suggested that they lead the people of Israel into sexual immorality. And um, so there was, there was a deliberate plan. And um, you would notice that the lady at the end of this chapter that was killed, her name was Cosby, and the man that she was with, Zimri, the lady was a Midianite, the man Zimri was from the tribe of Simeon, and they had gotten together to do this, sexual immor this sexually immoral act together in, you know, in the presence of, of the people. Well, this was a deliberately planned activity. She was a, a princess, and um, Zimri was one of the leaders of of the son of one of the princes of Israel. In other words, the son of one of the tribal leaders. So these are two very, very key important people and um, they've done this thing very publicly. It was a, a deliberate act on their behalf. And um, you might wonder, as I've wondered, how on earth could a thing like this happen? And of course, I've been reading commentators and, and trying to understand it. And so this is... This is um, more or less uh, the position that seems to be right, is that when the children of Israel were in Egypt and, um, and pretty much in every culture in the world, they were highly sexualized cultures. But when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, the Lord gave them the law and the 10 commandments and he clamped right down on all this sexual immorality. And um, you know, he, you, you had to be holy to worship the Lord. You had to put aside all these other things. You could, you could be sexual inside a marriage, and that was holy, but outside of a marriage was unholy. And you didn't use sex as part of worshiping God, um, but in these other religions, the act of sex was a part of the worship of these other gods. And so you've got various people complaining through the desert saying, why do we have to follow God? Why do we have to do the, people are complaining about God but they're isolated from the rest of the world and they're not surrounded by the practices of the rest of the world. In Exodus 34, verse 15 to 16, it says, do not make an alliance with any other nation or worship their gods. Well, that was a thing the Lord said to them while they were in the desert, separated from all these other groups of people. But now we come to a part where they're on the edge of the promised land they're going to be soon going into the promised land. They're camped at basically at this place, Baal Peor, right on the border of Moab. So they're actually surrounded by um, people. This is the first time they, there's the possibility of being influenced. And so what's happening here is the, the Midianites are deliberately coming to them and tempting them and saying, you know, we, we just make up, we, in our minds, we don't know what the words were that they were saying, but they're basically tempting them uh, with sexual Im immorality, basically offering to them to come and worship their god, Baal. And Balaam's strategy, his suggestion to Balak, it succeeded. God was angry and there was a plague. 24,000 people died. Phineas was jealous for God and uh, he killed those two people and the plague stopped. And so this, this whole chapter, it's a continuation of the same story. And... Um, so there's a few things that are very interesting about this story. 
First of all, the name of the lady, Cosby, her name apparently means voluptuous, voluptuous in the language of the time. So even her name was talking about, you know, was giving the suggestion of temptation. You know, we as Christians, we, um, we, we are often in positions where we're tempted by the things of the world. It's not just sexual things. There's lots of things in the world that are tempting to us. And it's easy when you're isolated. Like these children of Israel were isolated for 40 years on their own, but then they came into a place where they weren't isolated and they all fell to temptation. It's very, very hard to, to remain separate um, when you're surrounded by temptation, but this is what a chapter like this is teaching us that we should do. We need the grace of the Lord to do it. In Revelation 2 verse 13, the Lord wrote letters to seven churches and in this one, in this one letter, he told the church that they had to, to not follow the ways of Balaam who, um, who rushed you know, for the wages of, you know, he, he, he wanted the wages of, of evil activities. And we need to learn from that example. So we've got here um, a terrible, terrible chapter. Some people think the Bible has got made up stories in it. Because you read it and we don't quite understand how things could have happened. But the thing we've got to realize is there's a few things to realize. One, these stories were written so long ago, they're not written in a way that we're used to. If we wrote these stories, we would write them with much more detail and we would explain why. This happened because. They don't say the becauses a lot of the time. They just write what happened, and often it's very summarized. So it can sound like it's all happening in a day, but this event probably took place over a whole, a much bigger period of time. But the other thing is the Bible is full of so many stories which, which are just honest. It's not only saying good things about the Jews, and it's, it's so common all around the world when you read the histories of people groups that they only write good things about themselves, but they write bad things about others. But here in the Bible, it's just so honest about the successes and the failings of God's people. And the reason is because God wants us to, you know, be honestly, you know, aware of our own motives, our own struggles, our own sins, the, the need to avoid temptation, all of these things are very, very real. And um, the honesty of it all, it's a big proof that it's really the, the words of the Lord. Heavenly Father, help us. Help us not to follow the example of Balaam and rush with greed, you know, into to things that are wrong. Help us not to follow the example of the Israelites here, particularly the Simeonites and Lord who were tempted and led astray. Lord, help us to be people that can remain separate from the world even though we're in the world. Help us to be a people that bring pleasure to you and your blessing remains on us so that even when people speak a word of cursing, it just gets turned into a word of blessing. Lord, that's us. We're your people. Help us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.